Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On April 4, 1949, in Washington, D.C., the United States signed a treaty that led to the creation of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. It had been the most crowded of eras. Two global wars, first from 1914 to 1918, and then again from 1939 to 1945, had been followed by the descent of what Winston Churchill called the Iron Curtain, separating free nations from countries dominated by Soviet tyranny. The Cold War was a consuming reality. The once isolationist United States was seeking the best way to respond to the dictatorial impulses of Moscow and of its satellites. In March 1947, President Harry Truman announced a new foreign policy doctrine. Speaking to Congress, the President said this, One of the primary objectives of the foreign policy of the United States is the creation of conditions in which we and other nations will be able to work out a way of life free from coercion. This was a fundamental issue in the war with Germany and Japan. Our victory was won over countries which sought to impose their will and their way of life upon other nations. Truman then delineated the question of the age, that the defining issue was between democracy and autocracy. Here is what he said. At the present moment in world history, nearly every nation must choose between alternative ways of life. The choice is too often not a free one. Our way of life is based upon the will of the majority and is distinguished by free institutions, representative government, free elections, guarantees of individual liberty, freedom of speech and religion, and freedom from political oppression. The second way of life is based upon the will of a minority forcibly imposed upon the majority. It relies upon terror and oppression, a controlled press and radio, fixed elections, and the suppression of personal freedoms. I believe that it must be the policy of the United States to support free peoples who are resisting attempted subjugation by armed minorities or by outside pressures. Truman's words were matched by deeds. In June 1947, under the leadership of George C. Marshall, America invested heavily in rebuilding war-torn Europe, not least to demonstrate the virtues of democracy in the face of the vices of autocracy. In 1948, Senator Arthur Vandenberg, a Republican, successfully passed a resolution calling on President Truman to explore security arrangements that would unite the free world. In that same season, Joseph Stalin blockaded Berlin, prompting the United States to airlift food to starving victims of Soviet aggression. President Truman, meanwhile, faced a ferocious Republican challenge for re-election in a year, 1948, that featured progressive and segregationist third parties. In his inaugural address in January 1949, President Truman called for what became NATO, saying, if we can make it sufficiently clear in advance that any armed attack affecting our national security would be met with overwhelming force, the armed attack might never occur. The treaty forming the alliance engaged the United States, Canada, Great Britain, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. Moscow hated it, but Truman did not flinch. 
on this Monday, the 4th of April in 1949 at the White House, Truman announced that the NATO treaty would create a shield against aggression and fear of aggression, a bulwark which will permit us to get on with the real business of achieving a fuller and happier life for all of our citizens. He added this, Our faith in this kind of unity is borne out by our experience here in the United States in creating one nation out of the variety of our continental resources and the peoples of many lands. For us, war is not inevitable. We do not believe that there are blind tides of history which sweep men one way or another. Men with courage and vision can still determine their own destiny. They can choose slavery or freedom, war or peace. So said Harry Truman on this day in 1949. And he was right. NATO and the other elements of the West's Cold War arsenal largely kept the peace for 40 years, when in 1989, during the presidency of George H.W. Bush, the Berlin Wall fell and the Iron Curtain lifted. As Truman saw, nothing in history is either foreordained or permanent. But principles endure no matter the trials of the hour, and democracy's tenets have proven their mettle, then and now. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From m and rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.